This morning's New Testament lesson comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 to 43. Listen for God's word as it touches your hearts, your minds, and your souls. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, repeatedly, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she had been healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. Jesus said to her, Daughter, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep. The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all aside and outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and he said to her, Tahitha kome, which means little girl or little maid, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. 
Amen. I don't know why this story sticks with me so much. It's, it's a haunting story for me, as well as a glorious story. The healings are always glorious, but haunting because there are words that Jesus speaks that haunt me as I read this text. Echoing in the background are his parable of the faith of a mustard seed and some of his other teachings about faith. Jesus boldly, boldly and profoundly heals. I hear his words as I look at this table, his table, and I remember. Jesus asks us to remember, not just one day a month, but every single moment of our lives. We are called to faith. Yes, we are called to faith. That he is, that Jesus is the Son of God, the Most High. And we're called to believe in him, period. I believe that to have faith, to come to faith, is to be touched by the power of love. It is in faith that we recognize God's infinite power and yet know God's unbounded love. What these two healings show us is when we take the leap of faith, what Jesus gives us in return goes beyond just the healing. It shows us that faith must be lived. It must be lived before it can be understood. It shows us that the more we live in our faith, the more life becomes possible and robust. In faith, what we see is, and I paraphrase William Sloan Coffin, cowardice turned into courage and the fatigue of despair into the buoyancy of hope. I see utter discouragement and death transformed into joy and life, sandwiched right in between the middle of the bold healing of the little girl. It's a healing by faith. If I just touch his clothing, Perhaps just the hem, I can be healed. Jesus responds, your faith has made you well. Too often we forget that Jesus is that sovereign, omnipotent ruler over all of creation. The source of all things seen and unseen, who is ever present before, now, and always in our hearts, minds, and in our souls. A loving God that calls us into a covenant relationship and loves us as a parent. And in faith we come. In faith we seek. In faith we gain a life-giving relationship. And faith with God and only by God are we given that faith. We strive to worship God and God alone is worthy of it. It is only by God's grace, great mercy, love and faithfulness through Jesus Christ, that we come to God and that we have that faith. We respond to God's love and God's call, initiated by the Holy Spirit, by a loving God, and loving our God fully, loving our neighbors as self, by spreading God's word of love, of peace, and of justice. That is what I call faith. It's in faith that we see two people, two people of different backgrounds, of different genders, of different statuses. One who has suffered for 12 years 
has given everything to be healed and has lost everything, and one who has had a gift for 12 years, who would willingly give everything that he has to gain back his greatest possession, his child. These stories, these stories are powerful evidences of what a confessing faith creates. It creates a new life, a new life in Christ. The little girl ate, as we will do in a few moments. The little girl ate to confirm the genuineness of her healing and the resurrection. These stories of healing and transformation, they are but experiences of God's love. These are stories that are unlike Zacchaeus climbing down the tree as a crook and coming down a saint, or the Apostle Paul being sent out determined, determined to squash Christianity before it really starts and returning a fool for Christ. When we are children of God by faith, we are renewed and born anew. We are transformed beyond our wildest imaginations. The woman spent all that she had on doctors, hungering and thirsting. Her spirit had died within her, having lost everything that she possessed because her life was wasting away inside of her. And she cried out, to the Lord in anguish. She was drowning, but she was hungry. If I could just touch him. And she did. And when asked by Jesus why, she told the whole truth. She fell on her knees, trembling and afraid, and confessed, yes, yes, it was I who touched you. I did it, Lord, because only you can heal me. Only you can save me. Now that's faith. Jesus then offers a comforting response that it is because of faith that she's healed and made whole, but there's more to it. There's something more important for us to hear. She was now, you ready for this? She is now part of the family. She's now a daughter of God. A daughter of God. Can't you just hear her answer to her friend's question? You did what? You did what? I told the truth, the whole truth. I believe he is the Son of God. It was not magic or anything else. It was faith that made me well. And I am now part of his family. Her story is sandwiched between two slices of bread that can, well, can be the original story, if you would, but we return into focus of the man, a rich man, a man with status in the synagogue. He was deserving, not because of who he was or what he had attained or the blessings that had been bestowed upon him, but now because he had a confessing faith a get-down-on-your-knees kind of faith, a faith that couldn't be hidden. He saw what he had to do, and faith made him do it. He was told not to bother the teacher, but he knew 
this man was more than just a teacher. He had been on his knees in confession. He knew that just a touch from the Son of God could heal his daughter and make her well and live. However, it was her death that gave Jesus, the Father, the Mother, the disciples, and us a glimpse of what Jesus' power and victory over death was. Yes, the father and the mother were filled with fear, then filled with shock. But the man that combed the seas was about to claim their personal storm. It was the one thing to control the winds and the waves, but to have the power over life and death? Do not fear, only believe. Have faith. Taletho kamoye. Little girl, I say to you, arise, arise. And it was so. Can't you just hear the father's answer to the friend's questions? You did what? You did what? I told the truth, the whole truth. I believe he is the son of God. And it wasn't magic or anything else. It was faith that brought my daughter back to life. He made her well. And I am now part of his family. I believe Jesus had power over everything. He has power over everything. Yes, everything. And we remember it at this table. At this table. His table. One where we are called to remember. To remember what he did for us. What he does for us. And what he will do for us. In our faith, we too can hear the words that Jesus spoke. The words of the common people. The Aramaic. Taletha kome. Jesus calls on us to rise. To get out of our comfortable chairs. To get out of our seats. Our comfortable spots in our appointed seats in the pews. He calls on us to rise. And show the love he has for his people. Jesus calls us to rise to action. In our faith, we see the new life that Jesus gives us and the Holy Spirit creates in us. All of the miracles that Jesus performed demonstrates his power, his compassion, his love, and his messianic identity and our destiny. It is not the physical touching in which we are healed, and made whole, it's our faith, and our faith alone, our very simple faith that makes all things new. Perhaps it's our cry of anguish in our prayers. God looks for just a simple faith, just a simple faith, and our lives are restored, and we again are made children of the loving and omnipotent God. Reformed as only God can do, Jesus has prepared this table Jesus has prepared this table, this table, this moment, just for you, just for me. And he looks forward to seeing us come and remembering to rise up and come. All he treasures, all he listens for, and all he asks for is our faith. And that, my friends, is the faith that makes us well and makes all things possible. Come, come now to his table of thanksgiving, his table of life that satisfies all hunger and thirst once and for all, once and for all time.
Amen. Let us pray. Amen.